planet of destruction went retrograde yesterday. And depending on your specific astrological chart, this can mean a lot. But generally, we're talking about self-confrontation, but also power. How have you been misusing power? Have you been abusing it? And how have you been giving it away? Boundaries, destruction. And what is authentically good for you is what we're talking about today. So this week, in honor of this transition, of this mass, mass transition, planetary transition, we are working and talking about the importance of shadow work, why it's important, and specifically during this time and age, how we can liberate you from some deep, toxic, karmic patterns. Sadnam, beautiful sovereign woman, welcome to the Sovereign Woman Movement Show. I am Jyotira Dipkor. I help top producing real estate top producers and women entrepreneurs self-heal and overcome cold depression by healing and taking their sovereignty back through kundalini yoga therapy and spiritual psychotherapy. And this beautiful goddesses is our movement of breaking ancestral karmic cycles and taking our sovereignty back. Thank you so much for being here. If you're here live on the podcast, Satnam, good morning. Hope, how are you? It's so good to see you. You're on uh, Instagram. Woohoo. Yeah, Pluto retrograde. Are you feeling it, sister? I can definitely sense the metamorphosis coming and, and some deep awareness. And I think with Pluto, like I've been saying that yesterday, I was just commenting, don't shoot the messenger. You know, this, this whole journey about self-awareness can sometimes be scary for many because we always come back to realizing that not only are we the problem but we're the solution as well and that's why this week specifically we're talking about that we're talking about how to honor all aspects of ourselves how to do the shadow work in a way where there's compassion but at the same time where there's courage to be brutally honest with ourselves so that we can use these cosmic energies to truly transform our lives Thank you, Hope. You are so beautiful. It's such a blessing to have met you. So Hope, it, it was in our satna practice. Uh, we, we just completed today. Hope was part of it. And we were in a 40-day uh, long ekon cars, two and a half hours of chanting, long ekon cars for the last 40 days. And today we actually completed that, and it, it has been completely life-changing. And I think before we start to talk about Pluto retrograde and, and self shadow work and what we're going to talk about today, which are the two frequencies that you need to integrate to help you in this journey. I want to share with you all because I did promise I want to share with you all the benefits of what transpired in my life for the last 40 days. You know, uh, when I first uh, became a Kundalini Yoga teacher about two years ago, uh, my teacher and, and the practice here was an eight month program and it was very intense. And my teacher, I have so much respect for him because he really integrated this whole incredible practice and it tools in your life where you understood it as an experience versus someone just talking about it. So it was an eight month journey where we are, my lifestyle completely changed. That's when I completely healed from an addiction to alcohol and healed all aspects of getting clear on what I'm here to do in this world. And there was a lot of mornings where we had to do really morning, early morning sadhana. But then when I graduated from Kundalini Yoga teacher training after the eight months, I mostly taught and I, and I do Monday morning early sadhana, but I hadn't been back to where I've been disciplined, getting up at 3.30 in the morning. I usually get up around 4.30, 5 in the morning anyways, but not at 3.30 in the morning. So the last 40 days, I've been getting up at 3.30 in the morning, coming into sadhana with this beautiful community. I want to thank Shakti Sita and the Palace, which is a beautiful, beautiful uh, studio in Sedona, Arizona. I'm so blessed because I live two hours away from Sedona. It is like my second home. It is my recharge go-to place. And uh, if you're ever in Sedona, you need to really look her up and find her on Instagram, uh, Shakti Sita, uh, Shakti underscore Sita. And then you can find the Sedona studio at the underscore palace. So she created this experience and she asked me to to guide one of the days. So I was a Wednesday girl. So Wednesdays, I would be guiding the the uh, the sadhana, which is uh, basically two and a half hours of chanting the sacred mantra. And uh, since I was guiding it, I also committed to practicing it for 40 days myself, which I was kind of scared to do, quite honestly, because I had never chanted for two and a half hours for 40 days straight, never. I mean, I'd done 
meditations and chants here and there for two and a half hours. One of my favorite ones is the master's touch, which is what we're doing right now inside of Satori Balance and Spirituality, but never had I done anything like this, right? I know, Hope, you have got to come check out the palace. And, and if you're in Sedona, let me know because uh, I may meet up with you up there. I would love to uh, meet up with you up there and show you some really cool places. There's Sedona has some amazing vortexes that, oh my gosh, uh, it, life-changing. It's always been life-changing for me. Uh, so anyways, we, we, we've been practicing for two and a half hours, you know, the last 40 days. And I decided and I committed last week that I would extend my 40-day sadhana to 90 days. So now I'm going to go all the way to the summer solstice. And, and I'm very excited about it. And the reason that I did this is because the benefits that I have experienced in the last 40 days have been completely life-changing, completely life-changing. And I promised that I would share some of these benefits with you all today so you can really quantify why it is that we are crazy enough to get up at 3.30 in the morning and to chant these sacred frequencies through our system and surrender. And a lot of it had to do with healing for me. I remember the first thing that I want to share with you is a story about my husband and myself. And actually, Hope, you actually said something to me during sadhana that really opened my heart because during that time I needed hope in my life I'm not kidding and it's not a coincidence that you're here right now hope on this uh, live stream because when you send me that private message about my husband was leaving and he was giving me a kiss that was I needed hope that day and it makes me tear up I needed hope because um, when I first started the the 40-day sadhana one of the things that I was uh, praying for was that my husband, right before we started, he, for a long time, there was this um, bump that was growing on his chin. And um, one of the reasons that I wanted to do it was to, to basically uh, surrender and ask for source to help us that when we did go to the doctor that it was not going to be anything like serious or or anything like that. And I knew that it was always emotional and I knew it was going to be a deep lesson. So what ended up happening is when I first started my sadhana, my, my long nickel cars, I asked divinity to help. And I would send the chanting to my husband's chin and I would send it to the bump. And then through the chanting, it was almost like divine grace where we were led to this doctor who my husband is a very natural type of a person. He doesn't, uh, he doesn't really believe in Western medicine like me and, and he doesn't really take medicine at all or, or believe in anything like that. And um, so it was hard for him to even go to the doctor, but I, I finally convinced him because we ended up finding one that was just perfect, you know? And, and when we went, the doctor, during that time, I had asked in meditation and sadhana to help me help him you know and that's when the downloads started to come and it was the same day that we went to the doctor that the downloads came that told me the reason the emotion that he was feeling that was causing this growth in his chin and so that same day that we were going to go to the doctor I told him and I said this is what I received in satna that this is the reason this is the emotion that you're feeling and this is why this growth is happening and when I told him that, it was a big release. And, and it was like getting to the root cause. And I, I, it was through sadhana, I, I, a guidance just said, this is the feeling, this is what's going on, and this is what needs to happen. And that same day, we went to the doctor. And it was, the doctor experience was so beautiful. And knowing that he was so against doctors, everything was so perfect. The doctor ended up telling him that he thought that it was not anything cancerous, but that we would still be needing to see a dermatologist, which, you know, how hard it is to get into dermatologists right now. So I kept chanting and doing everything. So to doctors right now, so they gave him an appointment until July, like July 22nd. Well, guess what happened? The day, that day that the doctor, we went to the doctor and that we received the download about the bump, uh, the, the mass, instead of being hard, it started to soften. I'm not kidding you. And then within three, four, five days, the mass completely softened where it went to the point where he was able to actually, cause he used to work for a vet and he used to do a lot of different things like for animals and stuff like that. So he was actually able 
to get that liquid out of his chin without needing to go to the dermatologist, without needing to see a surgeon, without needing to see anyone else. And now we canceled the appointment because the bump is gone. It's completely gone. And, and the thing is that we got to the root cause of what was going on. And because we got to the root cause, we ended up integrating, we were both guided to integrate a meditation. So now him and I are practicing a beautiful meditation, a Kriya together. We're now on day 15 where we're practicing it together to help us, to help us look at these issues that may have been coming up and to strengthen our relationship as, as a, because I really know that he's my twin flame and I know that everything that we've been through is about learning how to love ourselves unconditionally and love him unconditionally regardless so that we can be an example for our children. And so it's incredible. The story is incredible because it, the mass is gone and he didn't have to have surgery or anything like that. And there were other really amazing things that happened. Like me, you know, I got my eye, one of my eyes got completely infected. I couldn't even open my eye one day. And then I remembered vocal toning, you know, vocal toning is self-healing. That's what Crystal Sun was teaching us about. You know, I did a podcast with her and then the next day I woke up with my eye completely swollen. So then I, in my Econ cars, I would chant to my eye. I would chant to my eye. And within three days, my eye completely went back without seeing a doctor. It, it healed itself too. So it's just all of these things that for me, these two and a half hours became my my own therapy, my own self-healing, and really facing myself. There were so many times where I had so much rage and I and I was forced to look at these shadows that I didn't know I had. And a lot of it had to do with my husband. I didn't even know because we've been on this healing journey, I would say deep healing journey since 2015. And in the last two years, it's just been deeper than I can, I, faster than I can even describe to you. And, and all of these emotions and that are stuck in the subconscious mind. For me, I'm a vocal person. I express what I'm feeling. For someone like him, it comes out like a bump on his chin because he holds it in. And so all of these things that I was holding it as well started to come out as rage. And I started to be able to process that and I started to get a lot of self-awareness. We've been working on self-worth all month. That's the Tori Wellness and Spirituality. I asked the really hard questions. And this is what we're going to talk about today in the shadow work. What do I do in my sadhana to help me, guide me? But I asked the hard questions. Why do I really have a lack of self-worth? And I wish it was as easy to explain to you that it was going back to a moment of my childhood, but it was deeper than that. I went back to lifetimes of lack of self-worth where I didn't see my worth. And it was shameful and it was not fun. And I didn't want to feel it. But we were talking about this yesterday in our community and Angel, actually, I think she's here. I love you, Angel. Thank you for being here. Uh, she asked a really powerful question and she said, you know, Veronica, you keep saying to feel what you feel, but what does that mean? What I mean by feeling what you're feeling is you chant, you sing to the rage, you sing to the anger, you sing to the guilt instead of numb it and run away from it. And that's what those two and a half hours became for me. It wasn't a walk in the park. Many times I turned off my camera because I was crying, you know, or I was completely out of it. My body was twitching. I couldn't sit still. But as time progressed and as I committed more to my own inner journey, I saw more of the miracles start to happen more and more. And then what's even more beautiful, and this is what Hari Jawan, and I, I know I'm butchering his name and I'm so sorry. I'm trying my best to say it right. But he's uh, basically a metaphysical, uh, a mystic. He's a mystic. He's in, uh, in our lineage, Kundalini Yoga lineage. And how he explains when you chant this, this beautiful sacred mantra is that you're installing, you're installing 30 billion suns of energy inside of your chakra system. And when you do that, what happens is that you're upgrading the computer system because we're a computer system that then that is being projected out into this reality into this matrix which then that's how you experience the world so imagine if you for yourself every day gave yourself two and a half hours of integrating 30 billion suns into your energy system the level of clarity and productivity one of the things that he talks about that is so true is being able to be a pioneer and see what's coming as a business owner as a really in a relationship right to know when the 
frame is changing and to be able to move yourself, your business, so it doesn't go bankrupt, right? And so one of the things that I happened in my satnam during these 40 days was extreme clarity on why I'm here, who I'm here to serve, and exactly what the Sovereign Woman Academy heals, which I didn't have for two years. For two years, I didn't know. And you know why I didn't have that? Because I didn't want to go back and forgive myself. I didn't want to go back and forgive an old self. I thought I had. But the truth is that I know and I knew I needed to be serving in this capacity with this incredible holistic tools. And I didn't want to do it because I would have to... I didn't want to go there. And through the chanting, I discovered that. And then I surrendered and I asked for compassion. Talk about today. And then I was able to get crystal clear on exactly what the Sovereign Woman Academy is here to do, what Satori Wellness and Spirituality is here to do, what the movement is exactly here to do, why everything happened the way it happened. So it was just like, boom, 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 miracle, miracle, miracle. What's a miracle? Shifts in perception, shifts in perception, shifts in perception, shifts in perception. And it was all through the processing and the feeling of all of these emotions that I had stuck in me that I didn't even know. And I have a strong practice. I have a very strong daily practice, but through this chanting, and honestly, it's getting up in the morning, 3.30 in the morning, doing it early. I was way more productive. I had energy levels. I don't drink coffee anymore. I don't crash, you know? I was able to uh, get so much done. Every inch of my house is organized. Every corner, every drawer, every, I organized everything. I painted my bathroom finally. Our backyard is finally done. Prosperity-wise, a lot of great things happen. You know, we were able to purchase a brand new truck. My husband was able to finish the backyard finally with our pool. Uh, there was a, jo- a workshop that I was asked to do where I got paid a really good amount to host and help people heal ancestral uh, racism. I mean, there were there's a lot of prosperity. Like I can go on and on about that stuff. But to me, like what I shared with you first, the deep healing that happened the with my husband, with myself, the deep healing that I see with with accepting myself for who I am that's that's priceless that's priceless and that's why I'm going to continue for 90 days so if you all want to join me you know uh, you have 50 days to join me I might just add there's a few of us that actually want to continue 90 days from the palace so what I'm thinking of doing is just creating a group and a zoom link where you all can just join me and you can chat with me and you can integrate these incredible practices so if you're interested send me a dm we're going to start tomorrow because we're going to continue until the summer solstice so it's going to be you have 50 days of chanting two and a half hours you can get there at any time you don't have to get there right on time you know uh but if you're interested send me a dm and i'll send you a zoom link and then you can join us and you can experience it yourself and again if you want to only be there for 30 minutes or uh 20 minutes or whatever you can. There were people, be compassionate with yourself. This is not about, I'm a Capricorn. So I really push myself really hard in life. And I'm learning not to do that because if I push myself hard in my sadhana, I also will push myself hard in life and pushing against life will never get you anywhere. So I'm learning. But again, be compassionate with yourself. And if you want to join us, uh, there's a few of us that are going to continue. And then what's great is that Rama, Rama TV, which uh, Guru Jagat, they're hosting uh, also a 40-day uh, 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 long eco car challenge that'll take them to the summer solstice. So what we'll do is we'll create our own little group here and then we'll move on over to Rama if you all want to as well. So if you're interested in chanting with us, send me a DM and I'll send you the Zoom link. And again, we start tomorrow. The doors open at, and this is Mountain Standard Time. So it's 3.35 a.m. Mountain Standard Time. And uh, then we start chanting right at like 4 a.m. Mountain Standard Time. And then it ends right like around 6.35 a.m. So, but it, it creates a really beautiful family. I mean, I feel like these people are my, my, fa- my family, you know. Oh, absolutely. Yes, you get to the top of that mountain. Absolutely. If you're interested, let me know. And you just send me a DM and, and we'll get together and we'll make it happen. So that was my experience. I mean, there's so much more. I don't even know. I need to write a book on just this 40 days. I can't wait to see what happens at 90 days. Oh my gosh. 
but also I have no attachments. I have no attachments. I'm, I'm actually really excited to just surrender and, and be more intentional because there were many times where I was really tired and I was like out of it and trying to stay up. There, were, there was one day where I was laying out the whole time because I was just like, oh my God. But it does get easier. And of course, it, it depends on your what you do the night before. You know, that, that day I had gone out with my husband, you know, and we had gone dancing. And so, of course, I didn't have any sleep. So, but be, be kind to yourself, you know. So send me a DM and, and we'll make it happen and you can join us. All right. So that was my 40 days sadhana experience. And we'll continue sharing with you all and seeing um, what else happens and transpires. Yes, Hope, give yourself grace. You made it every day. Yeah, you're telling me that, right? I really need to tell myself that. <laughs> yeah, and all of us need to have that more. And I'm working on that. You know, I was, if you knew me even two years ago, it was like all masculine. <laughs> so this is a more relaxed me, believe it or not. <laughs> so anyhow, this week we're talking about shadow work. And like I said, how important it is. So to me, that is shadow work. It's my meditation practice. It's my Kundalini yoga practice. It's psychotherapy on steroids. It's a course in miracles, what I teach on Tuesdays, because, you know, yesterday's discussion was so deep. I mean, there was one woman particularly there who had such a deep revelation that, uh, that you don't get those kind of things in just by walking around, you know, it was, uh, very deep and a lot of the women that were there last night you know, there, there was a lot of that moved so it's it's this whole deep psychotherapy that we all need to do on ourselves to reparent ourselves and to look at the shadow as not something bad you know that's what we we're talking about yesterday everything that is shared here in this world is inverted so we have to look at you know what we're told is bad to learn to not say bad and bring compassion to it right and learn to accept it because what we don't accept persists and most of us run away from the shadow and we don't want to accept our anger, our jealousy, our envy, our, our moments of unconsciousness. Because what we keep talking about is even when you can't forgive someone, I mean, think about it. How could you not forgive someone when they were not, when they were not conscious? You know, it's not like they were conscious or, and that's one of the things that I want to talk about today, because there are two frequencies that you really need to integrate on the shadow work in our inner healing journey to help you and this can save you a lot of time because i wish i would have done this a lot sooner and i think again not i wish because everything happens the way it needs to happen perfectly but if you can really feel this in your heart what i'm gonna say i promise you that this will feel much more of a journey of of, of curiosity joy and adventure versus feeling like this place is hell or like you know you don't want to be here because that's what cold depression does to us, which is what I've been talking about as well. We're, we're so numb to our body and to the connection of our soul that we literally have this ongoing existential crisis where life really becomes meaningless. And, and we realize that all these acquisitions that we were acquiring materialistically are not even bringing us joy. And I'm only saying that because I was there. I know exactly how that feels and it's horrible. It is a very sad place to be in your life. And, and the good news is we have tools to heal right now, right? And so two things very important, and then we'll get to exactly the questions you can ask yourself during sadhana or during meditation. Now, first thing is compassion, right? And, and compassion, when a lot of people hear this word, they think weakness, and we've talked about this. And actually, compassion is emotional intelligence. Because if you have compassion for yourself, you will have compassion for others and you will not take what others do to you personally. Basically the sages or the gurus, the wise Buddhas, right? They, they understood that the person was, their behavior was based on what was going on within them and they didn't take anything personal. So they didn't ever feel that they were being crucified or that, or they themselves held any grievances, right? And so when you have compassion, you're able to hold space, not only for others, but for yourself, because that was one of the key elements that Carl Jung held in, in, in his own personality, where he, he studied, he wrote a lot about shadow work. But the thing is that with him, he knew that an integrated being and a light being was not one that was never angry or that was never envious, was that in fact, it was one that was able to be with those emotions and not feel bad about having them. That in essence, feeling them means singing to them, movement, dance, you know, breathing through them or being curious about why they're even there. And that's where the shadow work comes in, which brings us to the second part, self-awareness. So 
compassion, learning that the healing journey is not linear. Many times we go back to the same situation to understand it in a deeper truth. And that's how you graduate. It's not at all linear and there's no time. The only time is we create time by holding on to grievances, by not forgiving others and not forgiving ourselves. That's what we were talking about last night. You know, it's, it's, it's easy. Either you accept love or you accept fear. There's no middle. Either you fully forgive yourself and others or you don't. And if you don't, even 10%, maybe you forgave them 90%. 10%, you are creating time. And you're creating time because this is a university that is teaching you through the messengers that are teaching you what's inside of here. So ultimately, compassion leads us to self-awareness, healthy self-awareness, where we can be in the neutral, wise watcher mind in meditation, look at that rage, because that's even how, even Eckhart Tolle, I'll give you an example of, of what happened with him. You know, he was at a point of his life where he was going to commit suicide. He wrote The Power of Now, a lot of different books. And um, what happened to him was that, in, and it's not like he was praying or meditating, but he had this moment where he literally stepped out, his consciousness stepped outside of the body and asked this really important question. And the question was, who is it that is feeling this depression? Who is it really that is feeling that? And when he was able to disassociate himself from the stories for even that second, that's when he became aware that he wasn't the story. So for him, it was like a moment in time. For most of us, that's not the way it happens. You do this through the shadow work and through the self-awareness, which is why you need compassion. Because ultimately, as they don't shoot the messenger, Pluto, retrograde, self, self-awareness. Where are you abusing the power, but also where are you giving away your power? And especially, it's been uh, retrograde. It's been doing a little show since 2008 in Capricorn. That's governments, right? And of course, this all... Isn't it's general and in your chart tells you specifically what Pluto is going to be doing to you specifically as it relates to these power issues. But if we look at it through self-awareness, through knowing ourselves, through knowing all of ourselves, the shadow and the light, we can truly change because we cannot change what we're not aware of. And that's what Kundalini Yoga is. It's, it's the mother of awareness. She's the mother that grants us that gift. Not a lot of people are ready. I, I heard someone say, I think I don't remember who it was. I think it was yesterday where they said that only about 1% of the entire population is working on clearing karma or, or inner work or shadow work. There's not a lot of people because most, well, two things, you know, brains get deteriorated through emotional trauma. So a lot of the times when people, that's why I have a lot of compassion for people. When I started to learn what happens with energy and emotions and how the brain of a 10-year-old can be completely destroyed just because she's been through a lot of emotional trauma and can look like a 90-year-old. So a lot of the times we judge people and we judge them and we think it's behavioral, evil, hate, anger, and we don't realize that their brain is so deteriorated from the trauma that they've already been under. So not all the time is it behavioral, right? There's a lot of times that we that, that's how, that can help you also have more compassion for yourself and for others, right? So there's a lot of underlying things that, that can be happening. So ultimately, self-awareness leads us to living a life uh, that is priceless. And I think even business people, you know, if you're successful in business, if you're successful in, in relationships, it's you're very self-aware because you're not projecting out your shit onto others, right? So compassion and self-awareness is key as you enter into this healing journey, because quite honestly, and I tell this to all the women that enter into our community and that first began, especially a Kundalini practice at the beginning, when you start, I wish I could tell you that it's going to be a honeymoon, but honestly, it, for me and for mostly everybody that I know, things got really bad before they got better, like really bad. And why is that? Because we're moving the subconscious mind and we're facing these things that we've been numbing or running away for, for such a long time but not realizing that we have this power to alchemize and to change it by facing it because that's the shadow. The shadow is dark. You bring it, you bring light to it, which is awareness. And then it's no longer a shadow, right? You bring the light to it and now you can bring it into community consciousness, into completion. And that's what we're all graduating into and realizing we're all one, you know, we're projecting our brother is us, our sister is us. You know, we all come from the same 
explosive pee that God herself wanted to realize herself through. I mean, there's so, so much that's awakening in all of us that we're all remembering this. So compassion, self-awareness. Now, what do you ask yourself? So this is, these are, and I don't even know where I got these questions. I, I wish I could tell you, maybe it was through Carl Jung's work. I, I, I don't know. But for a long time, what I've been doing, and this, a lot of Course in Miracles has helped me a lot. This is why I teach it, uh, the psychotherapy. I've been a student since like 2008 and teaching it for three years. But what it has, has taught me is to release the uh, victim mentality and to look at challenging situations. I wish I could tell you that I, when I'm in a challenging situation, it happens instantly, but many times I have to take myself away from the situation or the person, right? <clears throat> but look at situations that are challenging. And instead of holding these grievances or pointing the finger to ask these questions, and this is what I ask in my meditation. So first and foremost, is this is a simple one. And this is the one that I always say, you know, what is this person or what is this situation trying to teach me? And this is why I, because they're all messengers, remember, from the universe, because you're in a university, you're trying to pass the grade. What's, how do you pass the grade? Through love. So if you're holding grievances, if you have a challenging situation, if someone is betraying you, if someone is doing X, Y, Z to you, then the only way to clear the karma is by coming back to the classroom and asking the questions. And the question is, what is the situation or person trying to teach me? Now, because my sadhana is a good amount of time, you know, if you do a, a 11 minute meditation, a three minute meditation, the thing is you have to surrender. And many times I didn't receive the answer right there and then, but I would receive it while I'm doing my daily work, while I'm out driving, while I'm out. One of the things that you get to learn to do through the surrender aspect when you do the shadow work is to trust yourself more than anything in this world to be so intimate with yourself that you learn to let go. And that's the big graduation also of the age of Aquarius. Because the in the age of Pisces, we needed a guru or someone outside of us to give us the answers. In the age of Aquarius, it, the answers are in here. And the only way you can develop trust, how do you develop trust? By being disciplined. And if you want to trust yourself, commit to yourself. And when you commit to yourself a daily sadhana and you don't let anything or anyone come in between you and that, that's how you create trust. You trust yourself. You, tr you create more intimacy. And then what happens after that? You're able to truly download the messages with compassion and with self-awareness, right? So that you're not getting stuck on, you know, okay, now this is the awareness of why it's happening. And a lot of people get stuck here. And then they're like, oh, Mm, why, 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 or I hate myself, I hate myself, I hate myself for doing this. I want to get rid of it. I want to get rid of it. I want to get rid of it. I know why it's here. I know why it's here. I know why it's here. And that's kind of what happened to me in the 40 day set. Now there was like a point, I think like day 15, I was like, damn it, it's here, it's here. I know why I see this shadow, but why? Why is it here? How do I get rid of it? How do I get rid of it? And that's again the mind. And what I've learned is that the more that you do this, the faster you're able to then move to the next level which is really you not even caring if you figure it out why what this person is trying to teach you but truly opening yourself to whatever comes and allowing yourself to receive it in a way where you become curious and not feel that your ego then is hurt one of the toughest emotions to feel is shame it is such a tough emotion to feel and lack of self-worth causes that and to feel that takes a level of courage and sovereignty that 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 really that don't be hard on yourself if you feel like you're falling apart through the process or you're crying or you're going through all of these different levels of feelings because those, those are what needs to come out of the system to actually you know get them out through the karma and clearing so the key here is is that as you're learning to ask these questions to surrendering and to actually allowing yourself to receive the message. And the messages will always come, I promise you. Now there's other questions that I, that I have integrated as well that you can do. So other things that you can say is, why are you doing this to me now? What you have to do is you really have to picture that person in front of you. 
and even Ramdas, I've shared this with you all. Ramdas uh, went into the next dimension in 20 or a year ago, I think, in 2020. And uh, amazing teacher. But all the people that triggered him, he would put them on his mantle where he prayed and he uh, practiced his meditation every day. Because if they triggered him, they were teaching him something about himself. And he wanted to be courageous to learn about that. And he wanted to have compassion for that human being. Because ultimately, a sage or a guru doesn't have any triggers and doesn't get triggered by any, anyone outside of him. So some of the questions that you can ask is why in seeing this person in front of you, why are you doing this to me? What do you want from me? What are you trying to show me? What do you have to teach me? And you really have to like dialogue with this person and, and see this person in your imagination, speak in the second person, feel what that person is answering. I know this is tough because especially if you're holding a grievance towards someone that may have done something to you, this could be very painful. But this is where the sadna, the specific mantras, and this is where the long echo cars, like a vehicle of consciousness, brought me back home where I was. And I think Lizzie, we talked about this. I don't know if she's still here, but when she first started the healing journey, as you shared this, this is why I'm sharing this. There, were, there was a time where she reached this dark night of the soul where she almost thought she was going to lose herself, where she thought she wasn't even come back into her body because there was so much trauma that was coming up and, and, and I get it. And, and it, with the mantras and the long echo cards for me or any mantra, Lizzie says, yes. I remember that Lizzie, we were talking about that with this. It's, it's the car. It's this consciousness that allows you to come back. Even when you're facing these really painful, painful uh, answers. So why are you doing this to me? Seeing this person, seeing this experience in front of you, even if they're not here, even if they've passed away. What do you want from me? What are you trying to show me? What do you have to teach me? Becoming that person. And you can even use statements like, I'm angry, I'm jealous, whatever that is. And you can even use this for like the light in people. So like if you want to bring out the attributes in, in someone as well. And then you have to, with this process, what happens is that you start to actually notice the disowned qualities in you. That's what's trippy. That as you start to ask these questions and you start to put the person in front of you, that you're all of a sudden, like even if it takes you to past lifetimes, even if it takes you to a time in your childhood, but it takes you. And that's what happened to me in the long Gong card when I was asking about my self-worth. And I was asking to take me to the real reason. And it wasn't not fun. But through that, I was able to really find compassion for myself and find my way back home and realize also what a badass I've been and I am to do this type of work. And any woman that if you're here today, if you're practicing any type of meditation or inner work right now, you're a badass because right now nobody wants to face themselves, especially Nobody wants to go within. When you are going through the darkest night of the soul, what's the last thing you want to do? Meditate. Are you kidding me? That's the last thing. Yet if you find the integrity and character to know that doing this work is what's going to liberate you ultimately, then you won't have to keep repeating the toxic patterns and lessons. You won't have to pass this down to your lineage. You won't have to keep thinking life is happening to you and that you're a victim. That's really what sovereignty is all about. And Lizzie says, deep, deep, I was afraid to drown in the pain. That's exactly how she described it. Because when you do this shadow work, that's how it feels, doesn't it? It's not fun. And that's why community is such an important aspect of your healing journey. And I can attest that to you because even before starting the Sovereign Woman Movement and the Academy and Satori Wellness and Spirituality, I had a strong community. I'm very blessed to have two sisters and a brother who my mom, you know, she grew up in a situation where life wasn't fair as far as the love in the family that she received. So one of the things she always even... Even though we went through a lot of the situations with my mother, so many interesting things. One of the key things that she did do right was to teach us how to forgive ourselves and forgive each other as brothers and sisters and love each other 
regardless. And she, that was one of her biggest fears. Like she never wanted to see her daughters or her, or her son uh, not talk to each other. And, and she taught us how to love ourselves and how to love each other. And that's one thing that I always did have, you know, when I had these really bad moments, these dark nights of the soul, all the time I fucked up and I was so toxic and I was so disruptive <laughs> and so many different things, you know, and I can laugh about it now because remember I told you, I went back and forgave myself, right? And so that was one thing that I always did have. At least I had them who maybe they would be mad at me for a while, but they would ultimately embrace me and take me back. You know, I would, I would convince one or the other to sort of start talking to me again, <laughs> which is why I really wanted to replicate this inside of Satori Wellness and Spirituality because sisterhood and community is so important. And even the 40-day sadhana that we just did, like these people were all virtual, but to me that, that felt like family. Like I was like, oh, hey, Hope, you're here. And her daughter, Lilith, every time Lilith would come on the video because she has these two beautiful daughters. I mean, that to me would make me so happy and or different people like I don't even know them in person, but like it just became a community and it also became beautiful to see that people would show up for their own truth, you know, so the, this shadow work, these are the questions that you can start to ask yourself and you can start to if you're brave and courageous to start to really surrender to see what happens and you get as an answer now. What you can do is you can actually go to my YouTube channel there are several meditations on there unfortunately the YouTube, it's copyright, you know, that whole situation. So I don't have any of the mantras on there. Uh, I had to use copyright for music. But there are some uh, names that I drop on there, as well as uh, meditations that you can do. So you can find the mantra somewhere else. So go check out the YouTube channel for that. You can also take my free training. Uh, there's a link below here. And if you're on the podcast or inside of my Instagram and my bio, a free training on the SWC method where I kind of go deeper into everything, what I'm talking about here, what it is, how it was developed and how it came about. And it gives you a little bit more about Kundalini yoga therapy specifically. But it, what's important is that you don't have to make this complicated. You know, there's uh, my son went through Kundalini yoga teacher training with me as psychotherapy. And he has a very simple yet powerful practice. You know, every morning, both of my sons, they, the, the younger one, he's uh, 16. And he has a nine minute practice. He has three meditations he does for three minutes, Kundalini, all three of them. Uh, and the other one, he has two meditations that he does 11 minutes each. So, and it, that's what Kundalini is, is it's for the householder. It's, you're not, I mean, you want to go all in and completely uncondition your mind and clear karma for your ancestors and chant with us for two and a half hours, right? For 90 days. But a little bit goes a long way is what I'm trying to tell you. And that's one of the things that I learned in Kundalini yoga therapy training. And it's helping me because as, like I said, as a Capricorn, Saturn teacher, very masculine, you know, I can, I can be very like, you know, drive people to do more, more, more. And I, I want to make sure that message also gets clear that that does not mean more is better. Like it just having something consistently daily, again, where you're prioritizing yourself and you're really, really understanding that you're not just trying to go into a coma and relax. You're literally rewiring the subconscious mind. You're healing the brain by bringing oxygen to it, creating new neural pathways, releasing those programs, becoming aware of what doesn't serve you. That's really what you're doing. So for me, like I said, it's not like I enjoy it every day or I'm like, oh my God, really, I enjoy it when I'm done. But when I'm coming, I'm tired sometimes. And many times, like I said, I'm facing the shadow. And it's not like it's easy, you know, facing those aspects of that you don't want to face yourself. Uh, Sylvia says, thank you for these beautiful reminders. Yeah, I think we all need these reminders. That's one of the things that that we harvest very much so inside of our community is compassion for ourselves and accepting ourselves in our totality. That's truly the, the mark of a sage and a guru and a wise leader if you can accept yourself in your totality and and understand that your practice is just a pointer of your state of consciousness that day it's not your story it's not who you are it's not who you've been it just is that moment in time and space and through the inner work and bringing oxygen and stabilizing the nervous system you can change that if you're not happy with your state of consciousness with the program then you can change it because you have the tools now. That's really how I look at it and how it makes it also 
much more of a detached way because ultimately we become attached to anything that's a whole problem as well so yes and goes back to compassion right self-awareness compassion and knowing that you're not alone that there are many other women especially right now that are going through this type of growth spiritual growth spiritual awakening and truly finding solutions getting to the root cause instead of relying on those old methods that simply are just not going to work in this new age of consciousness so that's the shadow work for us uh, this week. Uh, I can't believe it's Wednesday already. Grace says, I started with the YouTube videos last year, life-changing, even if a few minutes at a time. During my most recent dark night of the soul, you advised even if I just play the mantras, it will help. Thank you, Grace, for saying that. You are so right. Uh, yes, even playing the mantras, and, and you're a perfect example of this, Grace, because through those dark nights of the soul, I mean, you are flourishing and you're coming out through your authenticity and, and your dharma, truly, truly is ins inspirational. And, and playing the mantras, that is so true. There is a story, uh, Hari Jawan, which I messed up his name again. Oh my gosh, I'm going to go practice it later today, I promise. But he talked about this uh, lady who walked into the studio in LA and his, her son was having nightmares. He was only like three years old. And constant nightmares every night just um and uh she asked what could i do you know and he said you know what's happening is that his his consciousness is very open and and when he's sleeping in the nighttime that he's there there's like the spirits that are entering and that are basically tormenting him so what you need to do and she gave him this specific mantra it's beautiful um and she played it and within one night he stopped having the nightmares why is that these are sacred sound frequencies that if you're playing them on the background, they start to, it's like a computer system. You're upgrading the system with say, that's why affirmations you're activating the polarity. You're saying it's not there. This, these are sacred sound frequencies that came from yogis thousands of years ago that, that I remember the shaman. He said it was called uh, magic. He called it magic because you're literally transmuting frequency you're transmuting energy emotions and the energy in the room so after one day the, the the child was not having nightmares anymore and for anybody who is not able to sit and meditate especially if you're going through the dark night of the soul this is a great way to do it and i play mantra all day you know if I'm a, um, when i'm working i i play prosperity mantras they're all kundalini based but even among all of my family now, they fall asleep with mantra. Uh, they're each playing their own, whatever uh, it works with them. But yeah, like if you're going through something really deep, which I think all of us probably going through something really deep right now, this is a big crossroads, I believe, for so many people, right? Playing them in the background is key. And even for your children. And the, it's so beautiful because my nieces and the, and the children, they only listen to it once. And it's like they memorize it. They, like, they know it, like it's natural to them. The yoga, it's natural to them because they're not conditioned. They're not programmed like we are. And so it, it's something that they're gravitated toward. That's why my son too, I got him at a good age where he finally became interested in meditation at 16, not because I forced him, but because he saw me meditate. And so for him, the meditations are so much more powerful in a shorter time than for me. Like, he experiences a lot of beautiful mystical experiences and I didn't feel that for a very long time, but it's also because he's not programmed the way we are. So yeah, that's another key thing. You know, you start doing the practice, your daughters watch, you know, your sons watch, and then they're going to do what mom does. And, and that's really a bigger gift that you can ever receive. So it is priceless ladies. It's worth it. I know it's painful. I know it's not easy. I know, I know, believe me, I wouldn't be sharing all of this with you all if I didn't know, but I know that it's also worth it and know that you have the support system. Uh, if you ever need anything to help you through it, you're not alone. That's for sure. So yeah, shadow work. So Friday, Lizzie's going to be back with us. And I don't even know if she's going to be back in the morning or in the evening. I'm going to have to find out whether she's still here. She can let us know so we can um, let people know, but I'd love for her to touch on that. And I'd love for her to really also, I, uh, if she's open to sharing that experience of where she went deep into the shadow and uh, how she was able to come out of it so we can get real about it. How does this really look in, in real life, right? 
And uh, Friday, we'll continue to share. Maybe we'll, I'll share with you also a mantra that you can integrate to help you if you're going through anything specifically, since I don't think there's any of mine on my YouTube channel. But yeah, like Grace said, if you want to just jump onto the YouTube channel and pick up one of those meditations, even three minutes a day, three minutes a day of the addiction meditation, even if you don't have any substance abuse med addictions, you have programs, you're addicted to programs of thoughts. And the thing is that you don't need to tell the addiction meditation what addiction to heal. It's like a, it's like a technology and it goes into the consciousness and it looks for the addictions. You don't have to tell it. And then it finds it. And then it brings the awareness and tells you, hey, 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 look at this, look at this. And then you're like, oh, oh. <laughs> and then you're like, oh, I didn't know that was an addiction. So then it starts to help you release it. And scientifically, it's powerful because with, with, with addiction, and we'll end it here. Lizzie will be with us on Friday and we can talk more about it. Three minutes, uh, Diane says, it guides you. Problem with, with addictions is that the glands in the brain are not communicating. The hypothalamus is severely damaged and the, uh, uh, the, they're not the glands, uh, the pineal gland, the pituitary gland, the hypothalamus, and the, I can't think of my, the side temples for some reason, I'm drawing a blank with it. But in essence, the meditation, it stimulates these glands in the brain where they start to actually talk to each other again. And as they start to talk to each other again, it starts to heal the addiction. So it basically, like Diane says, it opens you up. And more importantly, you don't have to tell it what to go look for as an addiction. We all have addictions to programs, to thought systems. And that one actually has a mantra in it. So if you go check out the YouTube channel, that's probably, I would recommend, I'm glad that this was brought up. And it was actually brought up this morning in Sadna too. That's the easiest one that I would say. Not easiest, as I would say, easy to practice, but that's the best one, most potent one for you to start with. So go check it out on the YouTube channel. Three minutes will save you, and you can start with that. And again, if you want to join us for long Echo and Cars, we're going to go 50 more days until June. And uh, you can join us, like I said, 3.35 a.m. to uh, 6.35 a.m. Mountain Standard Time. That's Arizona time. We're the only ones that have this time. And uh, send me a DM and I'll send you the link so you can uh, join us as well. Thank you all so much for being here. You all have been awesome. Thank you for holding space. Thank you for sharing of your beautiful energy. We'll be back on Friday, like I said, with Lizzie. And we can talk more about shadow work. Feel free to bring your questions. Feel free to bring anything that may come up as we continue this discussion. Thank you. Have a blessed rest of your day. Thank you, ladies. Satna. Sending you all so much love. Thank you so much for tuning in to today's Sovereign Women Movement Show podcast episode. Let's continue the conversation by joining me in my free training on how to heal emotionally and awakening spiritually, where I share with you my exact three-step framework, the SWC method on how to take your sovereignty back. So click on the link below and pick a time that works best for you. Also, follow me on Instagram at Veronica Bear again, I am, and also in our community page at Sovereign Woman Movement. I look forward in connecting with you there. Satnam.